Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined as always by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, you know, on Twitter. On Twitter at... Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. And I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Thank you so much for listening and downloading the podcast. Hopefully you are traveling, seeing family. Seeing family is good. We support people. Seeing family does the night before Thanksgiving when we record. I think we probably talked about this on a previous podcast, but I believe you to be a big fan of the of Thanksgiving. This is my favorite holiday. That's the year. number one. Yes, number okay. one. I would say um, July 4th, probably number two. Two? Okay, that's a good one. Let's say July 4th, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, very much like Thanksgiving. Uh, very much like food. Uh, we are uh, not the the youngest humans on the planet anymore. I don't know if you notice that. But uh, when you were younger, uh, basically college, early 20s. Okay. I mean, how drunk was Wednesday night before? Oh, th- Lord. <laughs> so we'd always go into the city of Chicago and go, go down there for, for the Wednesday before. How, how was the city of Chicago Wednesday nights? I mean, it... So I mean, on that Wednesday night, it was well, right. it was rocking. But I mean, you, when I lived there, right? Yeah, you could go out any night of the week and, and it would be have a great time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I would have never spent time in Chicago or any spot because I was always home in Iowa, and then smart small town bar, or maybe you went over to somebody's house. Um, there was an infamous night uh, on a Wednesday night. I'm gonna say I was 21. Um, okay. And Iowa season, you know, used to end. I mean, the whole Big Ten season ended the weekend before Thanksgiving did back it, in the day. Did it really? Yeah, it did. Um, it didn't. Teams didn't start playing after Thanksgiving till I don't know early mid two thousands. I'm I'm pretty that sure right? that I am I'm almost positive okay. with that. Um, so the season was over. Uh, you know, even if we went to a bowl game, uh, you know, you got you got time off. So I mean, dude, I just would let loose oh, and yeah. there was a night at one of our small, small town bars <laughs> that i can't really like people that were there just nod and look at each other but we can't tell a single story because you know even though you got the what's the seven year thing where you can't incriminate yourself anymore or whatever uh, was, i don't know it was like ex post facto or something or like that is that no that's not what it is it's uh that's statute good. of limitations, statute limitations. There, you there you go now is it statue or statute <laughs> No, it's statue. It's statute, you idiot. <laughs> Seinfeld, right? Seinfeld, yeah. I was Anyways, just watching Seinfeld before I came over here. Uh, it was a crazy night. I cannot share any details, but somebody did get lit on fire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that does happen from time to time. <laughs> Sometimes that does happen. <laughs> um, and as far as Thanksgiving food, so you are a... It was something on Twitter. You are a Cranberry fan or you are a... I wouldn't say a, I'm a big cranberry fan, but I mean, I, you got to have some of it on Thanksgiving. Okay. I don't. I, I don't think I, it's Thanksgiving unless you have some cranberries. I've had many of Thanksgivings without eating okay. cranberries. All yeah. right. Um, no, but stuffing's number one for me. So it is number one. I think we talked about it last Definitely. year, but I, maybe I just haven't had a stuffing recipe yet. I mean, I, like. I could sit down with just a big plate of stuffing and pour some gravy over it, and that's Go about as good as it gets. Yeah. Everybody keeps telling me that there's a stuffing recipe that they're aunt makes or whatever that's fantastic i just haven't run across it but uh i mean for me dark meat turkey uh mashed potatoes put the gravy over both the mashed potatoes and the turkey green bean bean casserole phenomenal love love a good green bean casserole i make a mean green bean casserole by the way yeah i'll I'll take that sometime i use fresh green beans and it 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 makes all the difference in the world (laughs) it's so funny because there was a text conversation between me and three of my buddies literally just today about 
talking about our favorite turkey or okay. uh, Thanksgiving plates. And our one buddy Ward said, I, I love green bean casserole, but if you put fresh green beans in it, I'm tossing it out. He goes, I want the cheapest nope. can made green beans as possible. I'm telling you, once you have it okay. with fresh green beans, you'll never go. Like I eat the regular stuff now and I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Fresh cut or French style, or I don't know what the other one's called, but one the the so, one's called French style, right? Yeah, the French style. But what is that one? That's, it's like stringy. It's not string. No, I don't do stringy. Okay, I do the like the the, the proper. Yeah, the proper bean. You know, you you snap the ends off and then you chop it so it's it's you know easily gotcha eaten. Yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna eat the shit out of whatever I get in front of me tomorrow. I can't wait. Yeah, so I love the casserole. I I do prefer dark meat to white meat, but I like both of them. I'll eat both. But you know what? My one of my favorite things. I would say stuffing's my favorite. But then my second favorite is when my mom would do turkey soup afterwards. But take the take the the bird. What's left of the bird? Make a stock out of it. Pull all the meat off it. Oh man, my mouth for uh, real just watered thinking about yep. that. Get the put the mirepoix in That's- there. Some some noodles. <laughs> Go that to sounds town. fantastic. Oh, it's amazing. And then you are a pecan pie over pumpkin pie. Oh, I, I will not touch pumpkin pie. Oh, you not only like it more, you hate pumpkin pie. I I think I've had it Wait. once in my life. And I don't think <laughs> I even be, ate the full thing. Try, could be time to try it again sometime. Yeah, maybe. Taste buds change as you get older. But it's just mush. I don't know. Got to have the right Gotta have the right pumpkin pie, obviously. Okay, maybe I need to Don't get me wrong. I, I'm, not, I'm not sneezing on pecan pie. And we got pecan pie. Up at the house, per yes. your crest. Just make sure you yes. don't, we don't forget it. So, anyways, there's some Thanksgiving talk. The you got to have that. Um, let's get into some housekeeping items. Okay, yeah, let's see some housekeeping items. Well, of course, uh, the axe game will not be played this weekend. Wisconsin, yeah. Minnesota is canceled. First time it hasn't been played since 06. nineteen oh six. So hundred. You, know you know why? Oh, let's think about that. Nineteen oh six. Why would they have not played an ought? I'm gonna Six. give you. I'm gonna give you a very, a very abstract hint. Okay. It has something to do with my avatar on Twitter. Oh, so Teddy, mm-hmm. what did he like? He canceled some games or something? Specifically rivalry games because people were literally like beating each other to death wow. and, and hurting each other so bad. <laughs> no so kidding. that was a part of the story of like the sport was getting so bloody sure. that it was going to get you know. People in the country wanted to abolish yes. football. Oh, yeah. So he had to take steps to save it because he loved the sport so much. This is, by the way, hence the reason why I have Teddy Roosevelt as my avatar. Also, a pretty good U.S. president, I'd like to add. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, that, so the Minnesota-Wisconsin, that was pre-Axe, huh. obviously. It's part of that lore. That's crazy. Yeah. I, so I knew that he was involved with that. I just had no idea that he... I mean, I've read the story. I'm, right. Maybe I forgot, but I, I don't remember him canceling rivalry games. Shout out to listener Dan Popain. He was the one who told me about that. Oh, okay. Yep. Way to go. Danimal, right? Danimal. That's so right. listener Danimal. That's right. Okay, so Carolina Gopher, at Carolina Gopher, suggested on Twitter, well, Fantastic. why don't they just play this game in week nine? Why wouldn't they? They And and here's why they, why they should. Because guess what? Michigan State and Maryland didn't get to play, right? I mean, also Ohio State and Maryland did get to play, but we think probably Ohio State's going to be in the so championship. We got to switch game. over on both sides. Yeah, we got to switch over on both sides. There you go. Boom. Done. Let's do it. Yeah, like, just I, you. Now, the only reason I would think that it wouldn't happen is because Kevin Warren is the president of the Big Ten Conference. That's literally the only reason I can think well, of why it won't happen. I mean, the you know the presidents, of course, have to be involved, and 
I don't know, maybe some team thinks they're getting screwed by the matchup they're going to get instead of the one they would have gotten. But if you're presidents, don't you just say, look, we're going to let you play this game. And, you know, maybe sometime you'll help me out. It's Something all politics, like that. right? That's what I scratch my back. You scratch or whatever. And, and here, here's the thing. Like, we have got to have a sense of history here. We need to play this game. Yes. Like, so that 20 years from now, we can say World War One, World War Two. Rona times. We played this game and we need to have it played. I don't care if one team gets beat 45 to three and we probably have a feeling which one that would be. It still needs to be played. Great suggestion by Carolina Gophers. So shout out to yep. to them. And I'm on board. Consider me on board. I uh, wanted to talk about I missed this whole thing. The the fighting Reese Davises. Yeah. So I, you I because I kind of hinted at you last week or on Sunday and I could I thought you just didn't want to talk about it, but oh. you did. You just didn't know what happened. I literally did not know what happened. Yep. I, I missed the whole week because this is how much I watch ESPN, right? Because yeah, I didn't see it. I didn't see it on ESPN. But and I heard, I had heard, I guess references, but I just kind of. And for those of us, for the or for the listeners that don't know, um, Joey, Joey Galloway, Galloway yeah. who is he's on the douche bus too, mm. is he not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes. And he said. Talking about Northwestern, which is, this is a put down. He meant it as a put down. I know he was talking to Reese Davis. He said, what's Northwestern? It's a bunch of Reese Davises running around out there. And I don't know if he was talking specifically. <laughs> That's exactly about, how people just get, you know, let, let Northwestern sneak up on him. Because it's, first oh, of all, they're viewing, they're viewing Reese or viewing Northwestern like a lot of people do. And of course, what does it do? It gives Northwestern another gigantic chip on the shoulder Huge. they got a, they got multiple chips on both shoulders so then i Probably saw played into them playing wisconsin so of course well. then i saw the clips of them at practice calling each other reese davis everyone was calling like all the players were calling each other reese davis calling fitzgerald reese davis yep. and by the way i mean i don't even think this is thinly veiled it's obviously calling them a bunch of slow white dudes right i mean that's it's okay to say that of course you know that right you can say that um but, i did like when fitzgerald was like you know the problem is Reese Davis is a good dude. Yeah. So, you know, and I, and I, I from Fitzy's point of view, he doesn't like want to crap on Reese Davis, but you think he's not going to use that if he can use a chip to motivate his team? Apparently he used it. But anyway, the Northwestern official, the, the football official Twitter page renamed themselves. The, 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 the fighting Reese Davises. They'll probably use that for the rest of the year. No, actually, they already went back. They did, it they was did only a few days. Okay. I was, they just but, had some fun with it. But those. I got a kick out of that. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, okay. it was good. Some bad news here. Um, well, bad news, depending who you are. Rashad Bateman, great wide receiver of the Gophers, has opted out of the remainder of the season. Um, you know. Not that biggest. Not, not, a not that surprise. surprising. So unsurprising that we predicted that we, it three yeah, weeks ago, I guess four weeks ago. I, I, I saw on Twitter someone said it was three weeks ago we yeah. predicted that. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I don't know much. Did we specifically predict him or just say that we'd see a lot of good players opting out when their teams were out of competition, out of the you know the running for winning the division? The way I remember it is we brought it up more abstract. I used Rashad Bateman as an example. You said to me, are you saying you think Rashad Bateman will opt out? And I said, yeah, I am saying okay. that. That's pretty sure that's what. No. I don't remember that, but I also don't remember it happened five minutes ago. So uh, let's see. Well, we had a possible cancellation. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State at Illinois. There was some. There was some chatter yep. on twenty four seven sports. Reported that there was some outbreak at Ohio State, but now apparently, yeah, 
The run is gone. We're hoping that it's a, my guess it was more of a thing where Ohio State's like, we've already lost one game. If that's two, we're right on the line. We've already seen it with Wisconsin because we didn't even talk about it now with the Axe game being gone. I mean, Wisconsin was all but mathematically eliminated from getting to the college football uh, or getting to the Big Ten championship. I mean, Northwestern would have to lose two games. I just don't think they will. They are, by the way, officially eliminated. They cannot participate in in the Big Ten championship. So that's a big deal. And so in turn, putting that on Ohio State, I mean – this is a team that's into the college football rankings. I know you love that. We're going to talk about it in just a little bit. Oh but, yeah, I've got but a few this notes. is okay. But they are, you know, they are obviously control their own destiny easily by far to get into the college football playoff. But that's what's crazy: one slip up that's out of their control. If this would happen, that's it. They're done. So I mean, they really need to play this. So game. you think there's some shenanigans going on in CBUS? I would expect shenanigans. I. You know, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure these athletes are going to be okay. <laughs> That's just my thought process. Now, I'm not saying you roll people out there that are coughing up, you know, Rona on everybody else, but you pull the guys out that you think are in, and, and you play some football this weekend. There's bigger things at stake here. Yeah, so you think they'll just withhold a, a few players? Well, yeah, probably. they got a couple guys that got Rona. You withhold a couple, and you, yeah, you, you do. I mean, they got the on staff person that we still. I've never heard anything this about mysterious person. Whoever yes. this person is, I would love to know. That'll be in the documentary someday. But, anyways, it looks like it could all be a moot point. A couple guys out, but I think they'll play. Uh, so, college football rankings. Yeah. Uh, so, I got a couple it. thoughts. Right. Um, Ohio State is four. Yeah. Uh, as something that played into uh, what was a, uh, a determinant to Ohio State winning the national championship last year was when they slipped from two to three, or they didn't get up to two, yeah, okay? Because right. there was a definite line of, of talent with Clemson, LSU, and Ohio State as the top three teams. And you can remember Oklahoma was a very distant fourth between yep. those three. So when, when Ohio State, you know, couldn't be the number one team. In fact, that, that's what it was. They weren't number uh, one. They were number two. Right, yeah. Um, so the number one team, LSU, got Oklahoma. That was... I mean, it essentially Cake worked as a, as a buy. Yep. And then it was a bloodbath for two and three yeah. to play LSU. I think it's kind of the same thing this year. A little bit different, though. Alabama, to me, is just head and shoulders above everybody else. Yep. I'm sorry, Ohio State, but that's how I see it right now. You don't want to be four this year. Nope. You want to be two or three so that you can play that game as opposed to your first-round game being against Alabama. So if I'm Ohio State, I am wanting to put on a show here the last three weeks or so because you want to move up to get into that second or third spot. Good point. So, um, you know, so obviously Clemson's played more games than Ohio State. And yet Clemson has lost a game, but they've lost it to the number two team. So obviously a lot of variables. But, of course, as we know, there are no criteria for the college football rankings. So they can do (laughs) whatever whatever the hell they want. And they can justify it any way they want. And another way to justify that is putting Georgia in the top ten. Our boy Danny Cannell stuck out to me, man, went off a couple times like on Twitter and then on their podcast. I got a kick out of him. Um, I mean, he is a breath of fresh air to me. Um, along with Joel Klatt, they're the ones that are not afraid to call the, the committee out on BS and then call SEC favoritism. Cannell was going off on the SEC favoritism. Um, something that they kind of touched on, but they didn't take it to the point 
that I was thinking about, but talking about Georgia, okay? Georgia has won two losses. They are the only two-loss team that's in the top 10, okay? They have held their they've ha- uh, hung their hat on their defense their whole the whole year. Yeah. That was their 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 difference right. maker. Their defense has been by and large junk for about 3 weeks now, okay? They played Mississippi State on Saturday night. That was the one of the easiest bets I've made all year. That was Mississippi State plus 32 in that game. It was wow. 24 to 24 going into the fourth quarter. Georgia did pull away, but Mississippi State has been ass since the first oh, yeah. week of the season. Oh, they've been terrible. I mean, the only team they beat is another ass team, which is LSU, which still hasn't learned to play defense the whole year. Point I'm trying to make is, let's just say, okay, that Georgia would have lost that game for their third loss. Would have they been ranked in the college football playoff at all? Yeah, they would have. Okay. They still would have. They would have been, I would think, in the 20s because I, there's no three-loss team. I would think. There's no three-loss team in the college football yeah, playoff so. right now. So what you're trying to say is, that 14 point, you know, come they pulled it out in the end. That all of a sudden catapults them into the top 10. Had they lost that game, they're either in the upper 20s or out. Yeah. Boy, that that is hard for me to believe with I, that. Hey, I, I like one of the notes I have is Georgia above Indiana, I think is BS. I, I think that is complete BS. If if Indiana was any team in the SEC challenging, you know, Alabama or LSU, whatever the top team in the in the SEC was, come from behind, almost, you know, took it into overtime, whatnot, they would 100% be rewarded with not only a top 10, they'd probably be like top five or six. Okay, here's one problem I had. Wisconsin, I can't remember where they were ranked, like 16 or something like that? Yeah, they, at, at two and one, and they've beaten... 16, yep. Okay, they've beaten Illinois, and they beat Michigan. Two, two bad teams. teams. That and then race. they lost to a good Northwestern team. Yep. So basically they're just saying, well, we think... Wisconsin's good because they're named Wisconsin. That's definitely a part of it. Yeah. Yep. So, like, I didn't have a problem with Iowa being at 24. I thought that was a pretty good place for them because they're playing great football right now, but they have those two losses. But I don't see how you put Wisconsin above Iowa right now. Yeah, and it's funny. Uh, Jerry Denard on Big Ten Network said the exact same thing. Um, I mean, Iowa's got two losses. So there's a lot of things that, you know, upsets me as an Iowa fan, but – for me, I texted my you know Hawkeye group like I have this suspicion that we're gonna sneak in uh, to the top twenty-five tonight because the college football playoff tends to err towards the side of power five teams as opposed to sure. group of five teams. To to expect them to be above Wisconsin when we've got two losses and they got one. I know we've they played less games, but it, it wasn't surprising for me to see. Okay, another one. I don't really think that. The, the, the playoff is for the group of five, although BYU is kind of a tweener. Right. You know? yep. So BYU, I thought, was kind of weird because way low because one of their favorite things is the eye test and their eye test has been great this year. Right. Right. I don't know. I I don't I don't know. I mean, Again, and, 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 I mean, and I don't know about Cincinnati being up in front of of uh, uh, Northwestern either. Northwestern okay. has beaten I'm glad you two brought it ranked up. teams. I'm glad you brought it up. With the aforementioned Wisconsin, Badgers, and Iowa Hawkeyes, Cincinnati has beat Bubkiss, man. They haven't beaten anybody that's ranked, and a couple just like probably teams that would be in the top 40 or so. I mean, I think Northwestern got robbed. You know me. I think they should be number one. You, you think Northwestern should be number one? Yes. I think they should be a little bit closer to the top four. You know, I, I'm being a little I know, but I do but, think they should be a little bit they, closer. They I think should they should be, be six or seven. They should be above Cincinnati. I agree. I agree. They so, should be in front of – I mean, I'm glad – they should be – they are in front of Georgia, I think. Yeah. But I don't know. I, again, 
jersey on the front, conference that it's in, that is playing into the ranking of Northwestern. I don't even, I don't even think that's up for debate. But again, doesn't really matter. Yeah. They can do whatever they want. I mean, that's kind of what they talked about on the other podcast. Like, that is the – they can talk about – Which uh, podcast they, they will, is this? Uh, I can never remember the name. They, they can talk <laughs> about um, – Must be a great one. Yeah. They can talk about um, – they'll switch it up and say, these are better losses. Then they'll switch it up to a different team and talk about the wins. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, it's eye test. You know, it's 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 whatever they need it to be. We got a stupid system. <laughs> All right, you got anything else? No, that's all I've got for housekeeping. All right, before we get into the games, uh, just a couple things. Um, no night games this weekend. Yeah, no night games for the Big Ten. Now, why? I, I, what is? Is it something about they think know. nobody's going to watch Saturday night because it's a holiday weekend? I, I don't know. I mean, what do you? There's other. Be? There's other night college football games on. But on Saturday. I know if if you your 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 family's all around, yeah. you're all you know having a good time. Right. What what do you want to do once it hits like seven p.m.? You want to sit down and watch a football game. And I would love it to be a Big Ten game, but apparently we just don't. We're not playing one this weekend. It's the weirdest thing. Strange in the world. schedule. Speaking of strange, as I list the TV venues for each one of these, <laughs> the Big Ten Network does not air one football contest this weekend and uh, it's like, how weird is that okay i thought they must be playing basketball games all weekend okay that's fair that's must be. i i you know what i didn't even think about that that's a good point i just took it as there's less there's less um inventory to put on the screen this weekend there's there was a number of cancellations just not in the not in the big 10 by itself so i'm gonna then, take so this... then the espns and the fs1s yeah. gobble stuff up but you well, gotta that's a really i'm gonna good take point. this as a positive because I, like for the big 10 i'm gonna say kevin warren good job because not not many people are gonna watch those those early season big 10 basketball games yeah. right so they're not gonna yeah. they're not gonna be on fs1 in that so they said okay well fs1 will play our football games We'll play the basketball games. The only thing that's weird about that to me is you it's making it sound like Kevin Warren is a part of a good decision. So it's just hard for me to think <laughs> that's how that went. Well, maybe he was doing the opposite that day. <laughs> <laughs> so then who winds up like Elaine would be the point. I don't know. You better be deep into Seinfeld to follow along in this podcast, by the way. All right. So we have got six games this weekend because, sadly, again, the Axe is canceled, hopefully postponed. One on Friday the 27th and five on uh, Friday the 27th, five on Saturday, November 28th. First up, Friday afternoon, one and three, Nebraska at three and two, number 24 ranked Purdue. This is a noon Central Standard Time game. This is. Uh, game is on Fox. The line is Iowa by 13 and a half over under 53.5. Boy, it would be awesome to be at Kinnick on Saturday. Why? Because they were predicting 50 degree day. Can by, you by the after? I mean, these days that we could have been blessed with to be in yeah. these stadiums this fall. It's incredible. The weather this weekend is amazing. It's, it's in fact, like you could pretty much just the, the forecast that I just gave you is essentially going to be for every single game. Okay. So ask me when you're about to say the forecast, okay. ask me what the weather's going to be okay. like for every game. That. Okay. I will do that. So would you say 53.5 for the over under now? 53.5. And, and what's around. the spread? 13 and a half. 13.5. Okay. Wow. Yep. Um, so it is Thanksgiving weekend, right? Yep. Okay. So we got to say what we're thankful for. Okay. Oh, all right. For each of these teams. For each of the teams. That's right. Okay. Wow. So right. Uh, do you want to start with Nebraska or should I? You can start with Nebraska. Okay. I'm thankful for the Nebraska fans. That's right. Iowa fans. I just said it. I'm thankful for the Nebraska fans because after last week, 
I can't tell you how many Nebraska fans reached out to me yeah. and just said, congratulations. Now, I've never had that from any other Big Ten team. Any. Yeah. Any they're, Big Ten team. They're like that. There's yeah. two sides of the coin. I've, I've learned that. I'm not going to go that far to list Nebraska fans, but I will say shout out to the Husker Cuzcast because yeah, they had me right. on their podcast. If you if, if, so if listen to my voice enough on this podcast isn't enough for you, you got another half hour waiting for you on the Husker Cuzcast. Look and up. that's consecutive weeks now. They've had eyes on big personalities on their show. They are getting crazy. So, all right, Iowa, Nebraska, what do you got? What do you think? Are you, you going to do Nebraska? Oh, we're going to do Iowa. we got to be thankful for Iowa. So Okay, so you're thankful for the Cuzcast. That's what I'm using. Okay. For, for I'm Iowa, for. I'm thankful for their newfound offensive prowess. Okay. All right. Pro- offensive prowess. I, I would say, I would specific. I'm going to be very close to that. Oh, boy, I got two in my head. Nope, nope. I'm going to go. I'm, gonna, I'm thankful for Iowa punter Tory Taylor. Uh, <laughs> I got to go. I got to go Tory Taylor. Damn it. I'm going to yep. change my Illinois answer. Right now. <laughs> All right. Talk about the game. What do you think? Okay. So th- there's a little bit more of the, I don't want to replay the whole thing, but how much does Nebraska want to be here? Because, you know, their season's unraveling. Don't you think? Yeah. And it's not just as unraveling. It's that they lost. They lost bad. They lost to a team that most people don't think is very good. So I'm wondering where they're at mentally. However, they better want to be in this game because of last year and because of the walk-off field goal by Keith Duncan and the the blowing the kisses yep. to the, the yeah. sidelines. So I think they want to be here. They want to be here. But I I'm mean, not I, I, I am not getting that. I'm getting more of a... Our backs are against the wall. We better do something here. Um, there is a lot of chatter, as you like to say. Yep. A lot of that chatter is coming from pissed off aforementioned Nebraska fans. Um, See, I don't think that ambivalent, helps anything. Ambivalent though. to the point, Nebraska fans, which which you just you seem pissed off, Nebraska fans. N- not just I'm just going to go rake the leaves in the fourth quarter, Nebraska fans, which is what I heard a lot of. Listening oh, I to heard podcasts, a lot of that. Yeah. Talking to like Scott Frost knows he has got his his finger on the pulse of this fan base. He knows what he's up against. Okay, here. but does that put that them... to me? And I think in turn the team does. Like they know this is. I'm just going to call it a rivalry, or at least a very much a heated opponent that they're playing this isn't a eh, are they going to be up for the game they okay, but does does it make them play tight does it get them are they under too much pressure that now? could that could be a thing that right. that i that is worth the topic to me okay. now my thing is in any one of these situations how long does that fire and that piss offness really last in a football game do you get a a quarter out of it, a quarter and a half. Like I think you get about a quarter, quarter okay. and a half. Okay. Yeah. So at some point, at in some that, point, it evens out. Okay. At yeah. some point, in that quarter, quarter and a half. What Scott for us needs to do? Okay. He needs to diagnose football plays and schemes for his team's advantage because that's a good idea. <laughs> well, what I'm hearing a lot of is that the reason that Nebraska hasn't been playing up to snuff this year. I mean, you could really go from the beginning of Scott Frost's tenure. I mean, at, at first it was a, a lack of strength and conditioning, and then it was yeah. like the team buying in. I mean, I'm not saying none of those things don't matter, okay? But at some point, this comes down to X's and O's and yeah. Jimmy's and Joe's. To get his team excited and fired up and playing, how about putting together two, three drives 
that gets your team excited because you're moving the ball and and that's what I well, think Nebraska so, needs. And that's that's been their big problem is their offense has been terrible. And now I expect them to go back to Adrian Martinez, but now they're facing an Iowa defense that has really come together and is looking like a typical Iowa defense. This is not they're not in the right place for this right now. No, this doesn't seem to be the matchup I would most yearn for if I was Nebraska. Um, uh, here's here's the thing. At some point, Nebraska has got to play a clean game, right? Well, a, a, a low penalty. I'm not saying no, but like three or four penalties and not penalties that happen they, when you go in to score and you take points off the board and then can't get the touchdown and have to kick a field goal. That's the penalties that have been hitting them. Or turnovers at just the worst sure. time. Like, they've got to stop doing that if they want to win these games. Well, I mean, they haven't they haven't played a lot of clean penalty games. They've played some here and there, but but it's it's an exception. It's not the rule. So yeah, they, they do have to. And and um this is a game to me that they have to play well in all three phases. Yes. They play well offensively, defensively, I mean, special teams. Yes, they have have Adrian Martinez be Adrian Martinez. So you're you're convinced that Adrian Martinez is going to be the quarterback? I don't know why I wouldn't be. When I was on the CuzCast, I, I asked them, I said, which quarterback do you think Iowa fans want to see? They giggled and laughed and said McCaffrey, yeah. which is the correct answer. Of course. However, Scott Frost at his press conference this week just he left it up in the air. Well, I mean, he said McCaffrey is the future of the program, but he's two years behind Adrian Martinez. So I don't think okay. that comment. So you took that as he's the future. He's the but next guy. We need Adrian now. I mean, Adrian Martinez gives you a much more balanced off attack, which is you're going to need that. You you can't be you cannot be a one dimensional offense going against this Iowa defense. Speaking of one dimensional, if the quarterback's not running the ball for Nebraska, who is? I mean, what Raheem Johnson's been getting like two carries a game. Yep. So there you go. A couple times yep. for him. Yeah. They still I, got I, injuries. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, Wandale is, he's a good option every now and then, but you can't hand that ball. And off. I don't think their wide receivers are good enough across the board to just take him out of the wide receiver group and put yep. him in the running back yep. room. So ironically, what I would do more of this week, if I was Nebraska is run the quarterback. It's been their, their bread and butter play. And I know they, they need to get away from it. Don't get me wrong. Right. But right now it's their weapon. And you need, you need to play it because yeah. this, that is something that Iowa struggles with. I mean, a lot of defenses struggle with it on the other side. Um, is this as simple as, I mean, and I'm kind of boiling the whole game down to when Iowa has the ball. Yep. Is this game as simple as if Iowa can run the ball, the game's over. Um, Hmm. Yeah. Would it would it be fair to say? Well, no, not no. I wouldn't say that. No. Okay. No, because if if Nebraska's playing a, a a sound game, okay, then yes, I think it'll take more than that. I think Peaches will have to okay. do some damage. That's fair. I mean, do you think Nebraska would would play a clean game like that? We just haven't seen it that often. Right. So no, I, I would I'd have to say no. But did you know this? Did you know I was fourth in scoring offense in the Big Ten right now? I did know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, how many, how many people do you think would have guessed that? Not very many people no. would have guessed it. I was actually very high up last year in scoring offense. It's the weirdest thing because we talked about some of their podcasts, but they're, they're, it's a whole team ball concept. Their offense is geared to not put their defense in bad spots. Their defense then gives the ball back to them. In good spots. Eventually yep. – 
the field position works right. touchdown field goal and they just they just do it to you yeah know? it's just so weird because you look at their their stat line it's like every game's like 325 yards 350 I'm gonna, yards i'm gonna be a little bit off on this but i believe it's something like okay iowa and nebraska are like 71st and 74th in total offense in the country but scoring offense, Iowa is like 45th and Nebraska is 112th. Wow. I, if I'm, I'm almost dead on with those numbers. Wow. That's so, impressive. I mean, think about that. Almost dead on even for total offense, but that's how big of a disparage they are in scoring offense. It's all the things I just talked about. Special teams, defense, yeah. stuff like sure. that. So um, I would eventually, right? Somebody is going to make Spencer Petras beat them. I mean, that's what basically sure. happened versus Northwestern. Right. You know, if if Iowa didn't get those early, I, you know, uh, turnovers into scores, that would have been a rough day for Iowa's. Offense. I mean, that's that's the recipe right now. If you can, if you can force him to be, and he, there's only one team that has been able to slow right. down Iowa's running game. Every other team, I thought Penn State last week was going to be the team to limit this, but. I've got some faith in the Iowa rushing attack right now, but I've also got faith in Nebraska's defense to bow up and play tough. I just don't think it's going to be enough. I've got Iowa 28, Nebraska 20. So that is an under with a Nebraska cover. I feel really good about both of those. I also feel pretty good about Iowa getting this win. Yeah, I feel good about Iowa getting the win. I feel good about Iowa getting more than the win. I think this is going to be a fairly easy game for Iowa. 34-17, to 17, Iowa covers, and that's an under as well. Wow. Okay. That's not where I was expecting you to go. Okay. Okay. All right. That gets us into Saturday the 28th. We've got three games at noon. We're going to hold one off for the Big Ten game of the week. It's crazy, but that will be the Big Ten game of the week. So first up, <laughs> we've got the 4-0 Number four ranked Ohio State Buckeyes coming in to Champaign, Illinois to take on the two and three Illinois Fighting Illini. This is an 11 o'clock a.m. game on FS1. Line Buckeyes by 28 and a half over under. Highest one we got on the sheet this week, 71.5. Hey, what's the weather supposed to be like this week? It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Champagne. So just it's going to be one word for the weather for every, so it's great in Iowa City it's awesome in Champagne it is it's and going to be did awesome. you know that they're bringing the A team to announce this one Gus and Joel are going to oh, be there so that's th- good for Illinois I mean I thought that this was obviously the Big Ten game of the week but I guess I got got shorted there yep. just because yeah and you know obviously they want to check out the Illini obviously so, what are we thankful for I am thankful for the quaff. Yeah, that's good. I'm thankful for Justin Fields. It's a good answer. I, I feel like we're watching one of the greatest, you know, players in the history of the Big Ten. I actually went with the quaff because I knew you were going to say Justin Fields. Okay. That good. Was, yep. Yep. Nice yep. And then, okay, what about the Illini? I am thankful for a white boy running back with the number 26. <laughs> that's you, you don't... An, also things that you just don't see very often. <laughs> no, you do not. Okay. I am I am still I'm thankful that there's still fight in my Illini. Yeah, that's good. You After, should be thankful for that. And I'm also ha- thankful that we're back at full strength. Okay. Yeah. Can I do th- too thankful for Illinois? Sure. I'm um, I'm thankful for Joshua Matter Bebe. Love that. Yeah, name. sure. And I feel like another thing I'm thankful for. I'm, I'm thankful for a lot of things in Illinois. The the bromance that I feel is between Brandon Peters and Joshua Matter Bebe. I just I feel like 
I feel like who is the two dudes on Scrubs? Um, oh God, I I rarely watch. It's a good show, but yeah, I rarely. They were best it. friends, Turk and I can't remember. But yeah, I don't know. That's Brandon Peters and Joshua Matter Baby. Okay, or maybe I'm just making that up in my head because I like to see that stuff. You might be anyways. making that up because yep. every time. Brandon Peters is in trouble. He somehow finds Bebe. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so what are we thinking here? Okay, one thing I wanted to just point out. Okay, I just have to give him a shout out. I'm, I'm not. I think I've mentioned him on a previous cast, but I just wanted to say Owen Carney, the defensive end for Illinois, number ninety nine. This yeah, big I, boy. Yeah, he's a pretty big guy. But I'm sure you've seen this a hundred times at Iowa, but you don't see it a whole lot at Illinois. This is a guy who. Got playing time his freshman year, and you're like, eh, yeah, maybe I see something there. Uh, maybe he'll make a sophomore leap. No, doesn't make a sophomore leap. Well, his, I'm sure he'll be better junior year. Eh, maybe this guy just isn't cut out for the Big Ten. And then all of a sudden, senior year has this huge leap. He's yeah. leading the Big Ten. It's rare sec- that you get it that late like that. But it happens, and it's happening right now. Owen Carney's having a great Always year. like to see somebody that gets paid off. Sticking in the program, it's fantastic. It's rare yep. these days, so. right? Yep. But Big Ten sack leader right now, four yep. and a half, having yep. a great season. So um, let's see. So the, uh, one thing, I'm also really happy that this game did not cancel, get, get cancel because it's it's like a measuring stick. Like what we're, we're healthy now, can we hang with this team? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my first thought process when you know I I get I get locked in the week that we're in. And then I turn the page on Sunday and I start looking to, you know, or the or the day after whatever, like, okay, who's who's up next for the slate? And that's when I realized it was Illinois, Ohio State. So, of course, your original thought is, oof, Illinois, yeah. you know, going to be tough. But then I start ha- letting my brain have fun, you know? And I'm like, you know, Illinois' offense, when it works, it works. Yeah. Ohio State's defense is right. just not – good right now like it's They're not, not bad it's just not good is there enough there can can illinois find a crack in the seam and, and hit some plays i think they can i think they can too so illinois is seventh in the big 10 in scoring defense which is i wouldn't have guessed that they're 12th in scoring offense but that's mostly without brandon peters correct and, and that's have- by the way i mean again Illinois, see, I, and the Cuzcast pointed this out too, funny. You're harder on Illinois than I am, I believe. Is Probably, okay. yeah. I mean, they have, they had started four different quarterbacks the first four games. Correct. They just, nobody, Kurt, nobody's going to be good when you do that. Right. It's so then, it's right. not Lovey's fault. That wasn't, okay. That's you know, fair. That, so then they get Brandon Peters back. He's, you were right, by the way. I mean, he's obviously the best quarterback on the team. Yeah. Okay, Juice Pointo brings fun things to the tables. Brandon Peters can throw a good ball. Then the low line came back. Like, this did shape into, last week, the team that me and you were more expecting back in the summer. Experience, guys here, guys there. That's what it looked like. So that I have all those feelings, and then I'm like, it was one game. I'm getting way I too understand. excited about this. I, and I, I'm, I, I'm going through those same emotions in my head, too. The other thing I'm thinking about, too, is... You know, talking about Ohio State, did you check out the rushing stats for Indiana last week? Yeah. Negative one. Negative one, yes. So that's where Illinois' entire offense, not entire, but... Good point, but also Indiana's not a running team. No, they're not. Illinois is a better running team than Indiana. And and Indiana got down 35-7. They had to throw the ball. That's another thing, too. So I, I don't take too much from that. I think they should be able to at least move the ball somewhat on but this team. But what is... Illinois not do a good oh, job. Oh God, on the defense. pass defense! Oh Lord, oh Lord! Like, 
So like, is, okay, let's let's just dream. How do you win this game? How do you score seventy points on? I, I, okay, take okay 70, you, here's here's how Illinois wins this game. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> Hanging we, out with my hey, buddy Vic Curry. Hey, love you, ball. You turn the ball over, okay, and that's so. I wouldn't put Illinois extremely high up on the scale of being able to get pressure on the quarterback. No, but you have to sell out and get pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. The lovey ball on defense has to, you have to force the topic. Absolutely. And you have to make Justin Fields uncomfortable in any way possible. If you give up two touchdowns in two plays, you know what you do on the next time your defense takes the field, you, you dial up blitzes yes, again. I agree. You just, you, that's it. You go for it. Yes. There's, no other but will love you go this. for it or will he just try to play it as close as possible look if we keep it within 20 that'll be a win what's the point of that well, okay on know. the other side of this ohio state they've talked this week i have seen the chatta okay and they are pissed off about the comeback of indiana oh boy they now see that they're fourth in the standings oh boy behind a one loss clemson team that they hate there's aggression right now. And, and the thing is, is Ohio State's, if you could see the face that Kurt just gave me. I wish, I wish we did video. <laughs> but um, I lost my train of thought. Um, yes, Ohio State now knows that they need a signature right. win. I mean, this isn't a signature win. That's bad. They need to look good. And they need to make a statement. Statement win is probably the word I was there looking for. And that is going to come from their defense. They need their defense to look better. And going back to what we already talked about, I think they have the chance to do that because when when Illinois' offense works, not just last week versus uh, uh, Nebraska, any week, the offensive line and the running attack gets humming. Yeah. And then and then uh, Big Boy can start running the play action and the, and the shots down deep. But they've got to have that running attack there first. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Illinois is not a huge passing team. So I guess the concern of mine is, can Ohio State just dial down in the run and just focus on that? Yeah. You know, just, I don't know, man up on the, the wide receivers. Oh, boy. Okay. I might be changing an answer here. You want me to go? <laughs> yeah, you go first. Okay. I've got Ohio State 15. Or 15. Oh, 15. Nice. No, no, no. Ohio State 52. Illinois 17 so that's quite a bit under okay that is a Buckeyes cover not by that much by the way that's like a six point cover right there so I do think that line is right where it's at I don't feel fantastic about anything in this game but it it just doesn't seem like a good matchup for and, and I know that's kind of a joke I mean it's obviously not a good matchup but like if if Illinois was playing like like an Oklahoma type of team, some some high ranked team with a high powered offense that struggled to stop the run. Sure, I think they could stick in this game. Yeah, I think Ohio State has the ability to shut down the Illinois uh, rushing attack, and therefore Illinois. Okay, I'm drinking the orange and blue Kool Aid right now. I'm still picking Ohio State to win. Don't get crazy now. <laughs> Ohio State forty eight to twenty four. So that's a cover by Illinois, okay. and that's an under. I, that's seventy one and a half. That was that's high. Yeah, that one's that one really stuck out to me. Yeah, that's a bit. And high. it moved. For, it was lower. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's... People, I think people think because Ohio it, State is, is is going to toss the ball over, which they could. I but, mean, that but could it happen. could be a complete blowout. It could. But then it's going to be what fifty six to three or something. And I like, I think there's like four different scenarios. To me, three of them are under. So that's a that's a yeah, very good point. I like the under there. Next game up, 
not the uh, typical thing is we this see. The, is this the Big Ten game of the week here? Oh, and five. Penn State at two and three. Michigan, 11 o'clock a.m. game. Still gets the ABC time slot. Unreal. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Two and eight between these teams. 2020, baby. Still get the ABC time slot. Line, Wolverines by two and a half over under 58.5. Hey, how's the weather in uh, Ann Arbor? It is going to be amazing in Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor is going to be a whore with sunshine. Yes, indeed, man. All right. You know, the saying goes, (laughs) there's nothing better than a whore in the sunshine. I don't know. No, there's no saying like that. <laughs> All right, well, unless I just made one up. We're drinking bourbon tonight. It's it is the night before Thanksgiving. Uh, okay, what are you thankful for? What do you want to start? Oh, with? yeah. Okay, I'm going with the whiteout. I'm thankful for Penn okay. State whiteout. All right, I am I, thankful for Penn State's uniforms. I'm thankful for their throwback britches. Those are fantastic. I love yeah. those, but Don't, I love all forms. But wouldn't you want them to go to those full time? I'm mixed feelings on that. I mean, I love their uniforms as is, so I'm, I get mixed feelings. It would just be nice to have nice, crisp little stripe on the side there. Their, their uniforms are the definition of crisp, as they are. Eh, Let's move on. I to don't Michigan. know, crisp. Okay, I am thankful for khaki pants' quirkiness, which is saying something because I used to not be. Used to annoy the hell out of me. Yeah. But I flipped. Yeah. I can. I can grow. I can learn. So khaki pants, I appreciate you. I'm gonna stay on the uniforms. These are also fantastic. In fact, the fact that Penn State is at Michigan, because Michigan's home uniforms, the helmets, this is a awesome uniform game right here to me. Yes, I agree. Now, what do you think about the the Michigan road unis since khaki pants came on board? Because they I, changed them. I actually like them. I do, too. I, I like them more than I would have thought I liked them, because I liked Michigan's road uniforms before, but I don't know. They got just a little bit of touch of pop and color. Yeah. And they work for me. I like them, too. I agree. Okay. All right, so what are we looking at for this game? Okay, so first things first. Cornerback Tariq Castro-Fields may not play in this game. He's listed as questionable. And, of course, we know Pat Fryermuth, unfortunately, the great tight end for Penn State, is out for the season. Also, offensive lineman Jalen Mayfield, defensive lineman Quiddy Pay, both questionable for Michigan. Yeah. So number of big names potentially out or out for this game. So I know – Last week's theme was want to. Yeah. Um, still plays in to this game. Oh, the, the, this is so, we we need to know who who's got the want to here. This is the the craziest game, the hardest game to predict for me because I just don't know. It, Agree. Because it just it's going to come down to that moment when they kick off. Who feels like playing more? And like it's the weirdest thing to me, but. When that is the question to me, I, I seem to be erring towards the road team because typically you would look for, okay, you, you don't have to have a pandemic and craziness to have two teams that had big expectations at the beginning of the year to fall flat. And then you wonder about their, their motivation. Okay. Sure. We could have that any year, of course, but then the home team could get motivation from the home crowd. And you right. just don't get that. So I feel like it's in the weirdest way. That's when it's, it, it, it airs towards the team coming in. No, I get that. That makes sense. And I wanted to bring up something about Michigan getting railed on Twitter about celebrating about their win against Rutgers. What are you supposed to do? I Yeah, I mean, they won in dramatic fashion in overtime. What, did you just hang your head and walk off the field? What? That's 
That's twice now you've stuck up for Michigan. I mean, again, are you, I are can, you recovering Michigan? I can learn. I can okay. grow. I, for those that are somewhat new to the podcast, Kurt took it. I wouldn't say anti-Michigan stance, but no, a, it was a, just a prickly Michigan stance. It was prickly because they just let you down all the time. It would just they were so now so... they just let you down enough where you're starting to feel kinship with them. Yes, as, maybe that's as an it. Illinois. <laughs> that's probably it. So like, don't be so mean well, but to hope, them. But the thing, but the thing <laughs> is, I always lumped them in with Illinois as the two most underachieving programs in the Big Ten. Yeah. So it's not like I'm just bagging on them to bag on them. You know, I'm bagging yeah. on my own team too. Right. So, but no, I, I'm I'm with you, Michigan. You should have celebrated that. And this so is the same uh, old Rutgers. Let's let's look at quarterbacks. <laughs> We've got we have had quarterbacks <laughs> play all over the place this uh, year for yeah. both of these teams. Could be musical quarterbacks. We, we love our game. we love our boy Perk, right? Penn State insider. Yes. Um Perk's not exactly dialed into the football season anymore. Um yeah. it it's uh, it's a quiet perk. It's it's sad Perkins, yeah. if you're listening to me, I'm ashamed of you. Don't, you should be watching. You should be watching every play. You know what you should do, Perk? Reach out to Kurt. Like Kurt's got good experience. I with do this every year. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I asked Perk, "Hey, uh, who's going to play quarterback this weekend?" You know what he answered back with? It doesn't matter. Penn State plays this weekend. No. Oh. So I do not know. I, I do not know. Yeah, because if it's going to be Will Levis, I do not know if it's going to be Sean Clifford. Okay, so Levis was fumbling the ball all over the place. They put in Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford looked great, but then he threw two picks. So it's just Sean, you know what Sean Clifford came in and did Sean Clifford things. He did, Sean he did Clifford good things, things and he did awful things. I don't know. I think I just go Clifford at this. I point. would go Clifford yeah. if I was Penn State. Doesn't seem to be much of a uh, quarterback controversy. I think it's going to be Cade McNamara, the new chosen sure. one in yeah. uh, Ann Arbor. So, so my big question is, was that real? That what we saw? I mean, the thing is, is we've got this weird thing going on under khaki pants the last couple of years where the new hotness you know the new fresh face quarterback comes in and looks good but that's like the best they look correct there there isn't a two three game stretch with that quarterback isn't am i making that up or no, do you think that's a thing no i think that's a thing and you know going back to the Rutgers game yes he he played very well and i've been singing Rutgers praises but Rutgers is dead last in scoring defense in the big 10 right now correct i mean i this is a different Rutgers team but but it's still Rutgersy. yes <laughs> it is Rutgersy. so this is my thought process right now i mean has michigan's defense been good at all this year they've been atrocious this year has penn state's defense had times where it's looked yeah okay? it's had times okay. it's looked pretty good yeah okay. sure and then both offenses to me are horse apiece like well but i would say i would probably give it to michigan yeah? offensively okay, i think so okay. well oh well they can't, neither on. one of them can really run no hold on no, I'm not sure. That's a yeah. It's a toss I think up. it's. I think the offenses are Spider Man Mimi to me. So. We, I guess we've seen Michigan at least score some points at times this year. In Penn State too, but it's streaky against Second a half. bad Minnesota team and against Rutgers. I mean, Penn State put two touchdowns on the board versus a very good Iowa defense in a in a flash. They did last week. Like it's just the 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 dial is either on or off with with Penn State's offense. Okay. Special teams, maybe give a nod to Michigan. I mean, that was a heck of a kickoff return to start the uh, second half in the uh, Rutgers game. So, I don't know. There is, there's just a bit of a gut feel to me with this. Um, yeah, I'm getting a gut feel. You do. I do have a gut feel. Okay, you go first with your gut feel. Okay, all right. I'm going with the mild upset here. Yeah. Penn State winning this game, 
31 to 27. So, of course, a cover as well, and that's an under. Um, so Vegas says 31 to 28. Michigan is what this game will be. Correct. And you just said 31-27 Penn State. Correct. I have got Penn State 31, Michigan 28. We're oh, that, are you serious? We're that close. We both picked the upside here. Yeah. So a mild upside. I've got a I've got a s- 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 slight over for the over under. Not only do I have the Nittany Lions covering, I've got them in the outright win. Yeah. So wow. I, so Good. it's 58 and a half is the total, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I've got them at the under. Yep. All right. That gets us into two afternoon games. First up, the number eight ranked 5-0 and Northwestern Wildcats going into East Lansing to play the 1-3 and Michigan State Spartans. This is a 2.30 p.m. game on ESPN2. Good job, Northwestern. You are 8-0, or 5-0, ranked number eight, and you get Beth Moens calling your game. That's some, that's some bullshit right there. Hey, that's Fitzy's <laughs> going to use that. <laughs> we got freaking Beth Moens calling her. We are the number eight ranked team, and Beth Mullins <laughs> is calling our game. Poor Beth Mullins. She gets too much plaque. She does. But ask does. me how the weather's going to be. By the way, Wildcats by. Oh, yes. Wild- let's go. Let's do that first. <laughs> Wildcats by 13 and a hook over under a low 41.5. If you're keeping track, that's 30 points lower than the Ohio State-Illinois game. How's wow. the weather in uh, uh, East Lansing? It's going to be gorgeous in East Lansing. <laughs> All right. So basically, Vegas is saying. But I hold. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to oh, say. Oh, thankful. We got to do thankful. Okay. All right. This was hard for me, Northwest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had to dig pretty deep yeah. into the, the memory banks here. I went to the Gary Barnett summer football camp when I think I was uh, oh. either a. Sophomore, I think it was a sophomore, maybe in in high school, and it was awesome. Okay, like you got to go into the Northwestern weight room. You got coached by the actual Gary Barnett staff coaches. So yeah, I don't remember the name of the defensive back coach, but he was coaching me, and it was just it was such an amazing experience. I, they left such an impression on me. Thank Good. you, Gary Barnett staff. I would I would be thankful for. The linebacker play. I was going to say linebacker play or just the the it, it is poetic. It's 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 poetry in motion. What their defense is it really is. I mean, we, we give Northwest a lot of shit, probably too much shit on this podcast. But I love football in its purest form. They are playing it on defense. You have to watch it. You have to respect it. It's incredible. If you could capture it in a single moment, it would be that Lynn Swan catch in the Super Bowl against Dallas when he goes up and the defensive bet and he's you know so juggles to, to the prove ball. How good their defense is. You went to the I did side. That's deep. Because deep. Yeah. <laughs> what are we thankful for, for Michigan State? Okay, I'm going with their current wide receiver core. Yeah. But I just wish they had a seasoned quarterback that could throw to him. Okay. But I okay. still can appreciate watching their wide receivers. No, that that is a good wide receiver uh, room. Um, I think for Michigan State, I'm just gonna go. Honestly, the I'm going back to uniform. Maybe it's easy. The simple Sparty logo on Love the it. helmet. That's, I mean, definitely top ten logo helmet for me. Maybe even top five or three. It's 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 very high up there for I'm me. I'm thinking right now it's my favorite helmet in the Big Ten. 
Ooh, the, okay. Yeah, the Sparty helmet. Maybe that's the uh, difference we'll do. Instead of the top uniforms, we'll just do top. Uh, oh, that's helmets. not a bad we'll, idea. We'll, we we'll should bore it down. Okay, let's make a note. Let's make know. a note for the offseason. Okay, how about the that. football game? Oh yeah, the football game. Well, first of all, <laughs> running back Jordan Simmons is questionable, which oh. which plays into this yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So okay, we know that Northwestern, great defense, second in scoring in the Big Ten. Michigan State is last in scoring offense, dead last in scoring offense. Also, think uh, what does Northwestern's defense live on other than just playing great defense, forcing turnovers? Well, n- now they do. Right. Recently, yes. This Correct. year, they they force a lot of turnovers. They get a lot of sacks, tackle for losses. Yes. What does Michigan State's often oh, love to do? Though they do love to turn it over, baby. Yeah, yeah. That's their that that is their jam. So my big thing here is a thirteen and a half spread. With only a forty-one and a half point total, <laughs> yeah, that's something you don't you don't see that often. No, you yeah. don't see that no, too often. No. Let me ask you something: um, How's Michigan State going to score in this game? I mean, Peyton uh, uh, Peyton Thorn just finds you know finds his rhythm. It clicks, and okay. he's got those wide receivers. Okay, okay. So my answer to my own question is they they probably don't. I I don't see. A lot of points I mean, and or offense for Michigan State. That's the right answer. That's the right answer. The 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 more the the more fun answer is and, and seriously, this was who were we just who were we just breaking it down? You just oh Illinois. We we're talking about Illinois' defense. You just keep blitzing, right? Yeah. With Michigan State's offense, just keep tossing it. Like even the greatest defenses in the world are susceptible to oh it was. A good pass rush, good defense by the secondary, but just the throw and the catch did it. They've got the wide receivers to have a great passing attack. I don't think they have the great quarterback, but let the guy chuck it up. Let Thorne chuck it up. See what you like. I recommend they can't run the ball anyways. Michigan State has not been able to run the ball. No, this isn't the week they're going to give it a shot. Just chuck it up and see what happens. Okay, but I would not chuck it in the direction of Greg Newsom. I would chuck it in the direction of wherever you think you need to chuck it. Interesting. Don't don't overcomplicate this game plan on Michigan State side. Okay, so meanwhile, Northwestern offensively is going against a solid defense, not a great defense, right? Yeah. And they found this new offensive stud in Chakio Dude, Bonin. and you want to talk about another guy that's a senior. That I, Is he a senior? He's did, a senior. Oh, I didn't realize that. Do we? I, it is my thought process that we concentrate on the sport of football in the Big Ten Conference, right? Yes. Never heard of him before until this year. I mean, I remember the guy's like, name, but it's like I always remember as the the abbreviated guy. <laughs> right. You know, I just I could never remember his name. Now he looks like and Michael freaking Irvin. I've it's, really it's only crazy. learned to pronounce the name correctly in the yeah. last couple of weeks. I saw him that. Yeah. Bowman. Yeah. But I mean, that's a weapon right now, and you he got is. Peyton Ramsey. So, I you know Peyton's just got to take care of the ball. Right, don't turn it over, yeah. and you're going to win this game. I think. I I think he could do even less than that because he's turned the ball over actually a little too a good much. Point. And they've still won all five well, of that, those games versus better opponents. Right. So go ahead and get loose with the ball once or twice, Peyton. You're probably going to be sure. fine. I mean, I think they'll run the ball fairly well. They'll probably wind up with 282 yards of total offense and still win the game by 10 or 14 points. That's what I expect, right? One penalty. Yeah, one, maybe two penalties if they get a little bit sloppy. You said last week, what did you say? What's what's your your gambling axiom for the rest of the year with Northwestern? I'm never picking against them. <laughs> that's, that's, there's two. The other one you said you'd always take the... Under. Yeah. Oh, okay. sure. Yeah. All right, well, 
I'm taking your own advice here. Northwestern 24, Penn State 10. Michigan State. Are are you serious? What? Michigan State. You said Penn State. You're going Northwestern 24. Yeah. Michigan Michigan State State 10. 10. That's what I'm doing. You have the exact same score? Yes. (laughs) So we have the exact same score in this one. The last one, we were only off by one. Yes. Yeah. So that's under 34 points total. Um, I mean, it. My only debate was this. I, I I was locked in on Northwestern for 24 points. My only debate was Michigan State 10 or 6 points. I yeah. thought about going as low as 6 points for Michigan I State. I thought about 7. Didn't think about 6. That's how far we off. Yeah. We are off. Yeah. That, that One quote. point. Okay. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, right. I mean, I, I honestly yeah. thought about just a single score for Shut Michigan Shutout is on the board. There's a possible shutout here. There is. It's tough to shut out teams out. Like, 3 points you would think, but it could happen. All right, next up, we've got the 1-4 and four Rutgers Scarlet Knights traveling into the only 500 team in the Big Ten, 2-2 two and two Purdue. This is a little bit later kickoff, 3 o'clock p.m. on FS1, line Purdue by 11.5, over under 61.5. What's the weather like in West Lafayette? It's going to be sublime. It's sublime. Oh, man, that's a good man right there. Um, yeah, what are we thankful for here? Okay, Rutgers, I'm thankful for their newfound competitiveness. I'm just glad that they decided to join the Big Ten and play Big Ten football. I can't – can I just – can I double back? Can I – Please, just be honest, you, man. Same. Like, you know what? I'll just switch up a little bit. Chiano. Yeah. I, I'm thankful for Chiano because, I mean, he's the he's the reason behind the, the newfound – Reason to be in the Big Ten, so yeah, that's really good. And in reality, I'm not because that means they're more competitive against Illinois. But you know, yep. if I separate that, yep, I'm I'm really thankful and happy for yeah. their competitiveness. Purdue. Okay, Purdue, I'm thankful that Jeff Brom will throw the damn ball come hell or high water, and he doesn't give a damn about a running game because it just gives me something different to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, I am thankful for the. The old school Purdue uniforms. Oh I'm going to, man, I'm going are... to uniforms a lot. I'm not even. I didn't have this in my head. That's how I was. Okay, gonna do it. Rem- but remember th- they wore them last week, right? They, uh, two weeks. Two ago. weeks ago. Yep. yep. Those are. I, so like, I don't. I don't like to mention this, but I'm. I'm kind of jealous of their color gold. Yeah. For the black and gold. I agree with you. And it, that the throwback uni, it looks <sighs> fantastic. Do you remember when Joe Tiller came over to Purdue? Yeah. And he basically, he brought like kind of, it was a Wyoming look. Like Wyoming had that very similar look. And so then he came to Purdue, changed our uniforms. You, you don't remember that? I do not. Oh, I mean, that's where he got So that. he did that. That yeah. was Joe? Yeah. So those were essentially the, the Purdue colors on the Wyoming plate. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, right. it was beautiful to see. I they need to go back to those full time. Yeah, I, I, they're fantastic. I and really, it seemed like they were universally loved when they wore them two weeks ago. And so. I just don't like the whole railroad theme. Overdone, overdone. A yeah. Little bit. All yeah. right. So these two teams, I I feel like for who they are and what the record is, they're both full of piss and vinegar, and I I respect that about them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they are. I mean. Uh, Purdue came into Minnesota last Friday night, fought their asses off. Many people think they should have won. Jeff Brom. Many. We, we, well, <laughs> you, what? 
You talk Purdue. That Purdue should have beat Minnesota. Is what I'm yeah. Yeah. You said many. Many should have. Beat. I would say all thought. No, not all. I mean, there's a lot of Minnesota fans. Did you know? Did, hold did on. You, that play. Did, you're, are you saying that that play is forgivable? No, that call. I, no. no. The, no, the pass I'm, I'm saying it's a complete game. By the way, did you see there was there was a a, a bunch of of refs or former refs or whatever that came off and said there was a reason. There's something there to yeah, point to the offensive pass. I, I I don't buy it myself. I'm just saying. Okay, what, what, I, I'm sorry that I didn't use the right word there. Almost every single person, everyone thought, except Minnesota fans, that Purdue should have won that game. That's probably pretty accurate. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, anyways, they they showed piss and vinegar. Rutgers has shown piss and vinegar from day one because of Shiano. So, like, you would think that this would be a, a pretty hard-fought contest. I mean, yeah, I'm a little surprised by the 11 and a half. Are you? A little bit. A little bit. It's who's, be- who's better? Well, Purdue's better. Okay. Okay, but we need to backtrack a little bit. Right. Defensive end George Karlaftis out with COVID. Yeah, he's pretty much out for the rest of the year now. Yeah, pretty much out for the rest of the year. And, of course, quarterback Aiden O'Connell, doubtful. So, Jack Plummer has been named the starter in this Don't game. matter. Doesn't matter. Nope. Doesn't matter. Nope. Okay. By the way, Purdue fans, that's a compliment. We don't – we basically Correct. think – Like, I could go out there and be productive in your offense. I'd have to see it throw. I used to have an arm. I, I couldn't do it anymore. Okay, I couldn't do it anymore. There was a time. There was a time. But – so, Rutgers is dead last in scoring defense. Yeah. And this yeah. is a pretty – Pretty good offense. I mean, it's like it's a great passing offense, but just I will say this: the Rutgers offense from game one to versus Michigan. I mean, the crazy thing is you have to factor in how shitty Michigan's defense. Sure, is. but it. I think it's fair to say uh, Rutgers offense has steadily approved. No of a draw, right? Are you are you a little bit kind of eating your words? Like you were yeah. you were a little rough on him. Well, I just thought he he really crapped the bed against Illinois. I mean, okay, three, three second half interceptions. He like, did crap uh, the bed, but he shows flashes of pretty. No, good he stuff. does, and okay. he's a very good athlete. But Rutgers is also twelfth in pass defense. Mm-hmm. Oh, Purdue is going to eat them up. That doesn't seem like a good match to me. No, man. You found that stat, did you? I did. I found that stat. Okay, too. yeah, okay. That that's a thing. Um, but can can. Can Rutgers just keep like I feel like they got momentum from the Michigan game, right? Well, do you? Because that's an emotional letdown. Okay. They should have won that game. That was kind of what I was leading into, but I think it's up for debate. And that's why it I was could saying, go either they, way, of I course. Agree. I agree. And the fact that they gotta they gotta kinda take, you know, a longer flight into the mainland, you know, from Jersey after that. They're not emotion- gonna fly over the flyover states. <laughs> They're gonna land in one of the flyover states. So another thing too. This kind of just seems like a moment where Purdue is owed a W. Well, yeah. To a certain degree, like they've been close. Maybe it's just time for them to get a win. Um, Jeff Brom's record at Purdue is, I mean, ironically, Purdue is two and two. Jeff Brom basically is a six and six coach. Yes, he is. He's been there last year a little bit off. So like, and I know they're two and two now, but it just, this feels like a team. Okay. A six and six team beats the teams that they're supposed to, and loses to the teams that they're supposed to. Yeah, that's that's good. This is a team that they're supposed to beat. Yeah, right. You already brought up the stole my thunder, but congrats. Th- this is not a good pass defense for Rutgers. So I think there's going to be 
a lot of points put on the board. I don't trust Purdue. I don't trust Bobby Disco's defense, probably until Bobby Disco finds something else to do. He should be a model. Just be a like a model for <laughs> like a like a like he, like a luggage model, you no, know, like be, something that older dudes can do. He could be a football coach model. A like, football coach model. Yeah, like yeah. you're 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 a football coach in a magazine. Oh hey, it's Bobby Disco. <laughs> pretty good holding luggage um so i i just don't have any confidence so this is gonna be a fun game to me yes it is i think so too i i I am the weather's gonna be nice sunday afternoon i feel like boom right from the get-go we're gonna see points now i don't got a huge cover here but i got purdue 42 Rutgers 28 Mm. so that's an over and a little bit of a boilermakers cover Okay, so I do like the Boilermakers as well, but I don't like them by nearly as much as you. I'm going with the Rutgers cover here. 34 to 27, still fairly high scoring, but that's 61 points for just a little under right there. All right. That brings us to the... We got the 2-1 and Maryland Terrapins coming in to the Hoosier State to take on the 4-1 and number... 12th rank Indiana Hoosiers. This is an 11 o'clock a.m. game. It is on ESPN 2. You know, Beth might have this game. Oh, what? We got two We got two ESPN, t- ESPN 2 games. We got a 2.30 game, a.m. game, and an 11 o'clock game. She can't have both of them. <laughs> I know. I'm saying we don't know which one Beth will get. Oh. She's going to get one of the two. Okay. She's either going to get Michigan State Northwestern or Maryland Indiana. All right. <laughs> we'll find out. Could be Beth Mullins. <laughs> uh, Line Hoosiers by 11 and a half over under 62.5. What's the weather supposed to be like in uh, Bloomington, Indiana? It's going to be a butte clock. It's a butte. <laughs> what, what are we thankful for? Okay. First of all, for Indiana, I'm thankful for Ty Freifogel. Mm. The first Big Ten wide receiver ever to have back-to-back 200-yard receiving games. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's That's amazing. Leading the Big Ten in total yards, also leading the Big Ten in yards per game. First IU wide receiver with two career 200-yard games, and he's had back-to-back Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week awards. Ty Freifogel's my guy for Indiana. That's pretty good. Um, I am going to go with Tom Allen. Okay. Yeah, Um, that's a good one. Like, here's the deal. Some coaches just come into some spots and they just don't care enough. That's what happens. They just, they're not good enough. They don't care enough. Tom Allen. I have experienced this. Okay. Tom Allen really wants Indiana football to be good. Well, he's an Indiana guy. And he's also good at his job. He coached at, I believe, it was Ben Davis High School in, in Indianapolis. That dude is all about Indiana football he loves indiana football very rare that you get that so that's why he's got those wee beady eyes too yes he does okay from maryland i'm 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 going i'm dipping back into the ruckers well i'm just happy that they're competitive right or they've they've been competitive they look better i i'm happy to be wrong i thought they'd go 0 and 8 this year and they are far from an 0 and 18 i'm going lox's belly oh that's a good one (laughs) it's so round you'll you'll just it's rare to find a belly that protrudes. It goes out. <laughs> like I bet he, I bet he could lay on his couch and put a bourbon. Yeah, of course he on, could. On, on his of belly, course and I he think could. I'll sit right. But there. it's a perfect sphere. It too. is. Like it I is. think scientists use it to calibrate their <laughs> instruments on. 
I was gonna see. I was gonna say Tulia Tungaviola because it's number one. It's fun to say his name, and number two, he's a really good quarterback. I chose Lax's belly instead. Okay, what do we think about this game? All right, so Maryland's had two weeks off, right? That's plenty of time to rest up. It's plenty of time for Locks to scout out these Hoosiers. How much scouting do you think Locks did? <laughs> he was scouting something. And then the other <laughs> the other question I have is Maryland. Yeah. Is is that defense for real? The one we saw against Penn State? No, it's not. I don't trust that defense at all. Okay. Yeah. Um my question is the Hoosiers. Uh they are newly into the we are getting viewed by the in, Probably almost the entire country. That was a that was an eleven o'clock yep. window. I mean, anybody that was up watching football was watching Ohio State Indiana. Probably turned off the game and then turned it back on when the word circulated around Twitter and the universe that they were back in that game. Right? I think uh, Michael Penix showed a ton of people how good he is. Okay, but then what happened? You you fell short, right? You fell short. Sure, but they've also. You've beaten Penn State, they've beaten Michigan, they've beaten Michigan State. They've done great things this year. They have done great things this year, but those great things have all been new to them. Okay, now they've handled yes. it pretty well, but now they had a great thing that went against them. Sure. And of course, I am getting to the point where this is a gigantic letdown spot. This is a huge letdown spot. Hmm. And then you come home to Indiana to play a rested team that's like – you don't get the home crowd. Not that they have the greatest home crowd in the world, but like, I'm just saying, this is a th- this isn't a, a knock against Tom Allen. I just talked about how much I sure. liked him. This isn't a knock against Penix. He's amazing. Ty Freifogel, the defense balls out. I, there, I, there's everything. I, I am literally talking about the college football universe and what it throws against you. This is a tough spot for the Hoosiers. Oh, it's definitely a tough spot, but IU is second in scoring offense in the Big Ten. They're fourth in scoring defense. I mean, that's a great combo right there. This is an excellent team. I mean, they're real and they're spectacular, aren't they? Yes, um, but they're also one-dimensional. They're one-dimensional, yeah. teams typically have a, a situation where they get caught. At some point, they get caught. Well, you can't it, be You can't be this pass-heavy. I agree. Okay, speaking of pass-heavy... I'm looking forward to IU's wide receivers against Maryland's defense because I think they can okay. go off. Okay. But I'm also looking forward to Maryland's wide receivers against IU with a great quarterback like Taulia Tagovailoa. I know. I, I've talked about the IU corners. Love those corners. Jamar Johnson, the safety as well. But I think they can do some damage to this IU defense. Absolutely I really do. they can. I have got... Quite a bit of faith in Tulia Tangavaiola. I do as well. The receivers are fantastic. Yes. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna put obviously I'm not gonna put Maryland's passing attack up against Ohio State, but they've got enough there to cause issues to Indiana. I think so. And then mix it in with the locks having two weeks off, I would think like he understands at uh two and one right now, you get to three and one with a win over Indiana, those suckers could be ranked next week Absolutely. if they pull this game off. And how stupid would we look? Both of us predicted them 0-8. I know that. I know that. But, you know, let's go back to IU doing all these great things, but then not being able to achieve what they wanted to achieve at Ohio State. Um, 
IU has come a long way as a program, but I feel like they're setting up for a letdown here. Okay. I do. All right. Okay. I mean, I, I didn't think you were going this way, but I can tell the way yes. you're going. I'm picking the upset here. I'm so, picking Maryland okay. 37, Indiana 34. So, of course, Maryland covering and the over. Oh, my God. Okay. So here's, here's mine. Look. Yeah. Maryland 37, 34. I have got Maryland 37, Indiana 34. That's kind of crazy. That's a little weird. There's no way the listeners believe us. Right I know now, they the do way. not, but I, I hope you heard the genuine shock because I thought, I mean, first of all, Indiana is your team. I thought for that, sure you would pick them. That's why I'm going against them. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so we we both got uh, well over. That's well over, by the way. That's almost Correct. 10 points That's over. over. And we both have not only the turfs cover, but the outright win. This is my shock face. I thought for sure I was going to be out in a limb by myself with that turf. But did you notice how I set you up there talking about the Hoosiers? You you did. Yeah. Okay. Because I wanted the shock face. You got the shock face. I got the shock face. Uh, Speaking of a shock face, um, I'm saving this one to the end because my boy Perk and Penn State fans, who probably aren't even listening to podcasts anymore. Turn it on, Perk. um, Did you know? This is a stat that's got thrown out. Did you know? This This is a stat that's got thrown out a lot. Uh, Penn State is believed to be, in, since the time of the AP poll, the only team to start the year in the AP top 10 and go 0-5. Wow. Not good. Oof. What, AP started like 1936, I want to say. Long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just so, say a long time it was, ago. It was a long time ago. So only one to stop in the top, start in the top 10 and go Well, 5. I mean, look. Not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. However... It's 2020, man. Yeah, I know. I mean, if there's any year for that to happen, this it was gonna be this year. I agree. Yeah. And I'm sorry that Penn State fans that it was your team, but it was gonna happen to somebody. You picked the right year to do it. And you picked right the right year to do it. Yeah, we can all give you a pass. Cheers, buddy. Yeah. Cheers. Happy, happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to the listeners. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Who are you? Who am I? Yeah. I'm Big Kurt. I'm Jeffrey the Greek. This is the Eyes on Big Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon.